Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Reliability Gang podcast. I hope everyone's had a productive week. I hope everyone's uh, been really kind of engaging in the new posts we've been putting out this week. There's been a lot of announcements to be made, to be fair. If you've been following the Maintain LinkedIn page, the official Maintain page, as you can see, there's been a few changes um, around that this week. And what 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 today's podcast is going to be, I had a bit of, um, not an epiphany, but a bit of a hunch this week of really how we wanted the company to be able to kind of display its kind of mission statement, but slogan in a very small, in a very short, but effective way that explains exactly what we're trying to achieve in terms of our goals in the industry. So obviously on the last podcast, I elaborated a lot about initially the first obviously announcement was was the name change to maintain condition monitoring to maintain reliability. And within that, I kind of explained re- the reason why we kind of made that change of name. And obviously, I, I honestly believe any change of name that you make has to have a story behind it. And um, I explained, you know, in very brief summary about why we did that. And today, we're going to elaborate a little bit more into it. And we're going to get just, I don't know, a little bit more deeper into the the meanings and the stories behind it and as well there's a new slogan that we've kind of come up with that you'll see on our social media pages and as well we're going to try to kind of just explain what it means and and you know how we plan to be able to be a bit more effective with what we're doing moving forward into the future so as you've probably seen on the actual maintain um page the the logo the, the actual logo that we had which was a big m and it's a condition running beneath it has now changed so we've kept the the trademark kind of waveform within the logo and as you'll see now from that that logo picture there'll be an m and an r which obviously stands for maintain reliability so that's the first initial change that you guys probably will see on the page um the second one is in the banner you'll see and as well obviously in the description just below is three words so um, the new slogan that I've kind of come up with is detect, solve, improve. And this is the kind of three-step model that we're trying to take kind of all of our customers on this journey to be able to get them from kind of the start of the journey in terms of detecting the issues and problems on site, using the condition monitoring techniques that we've been so successful with in the past, and then obviously solving the problems from what we find from the data. So um, from that information that we've collected whether that be vibration analysis whether that be thermal imaging whether that be ogi gas imagery surveys and and findings whether that be ammonia that we find whether that we be finding air leaks whether we be finding poor lubrication with with ultrasound as well whether that be a steam trap whether that be it could be a number of things that we do in terms of the condition monitoring side so that is the kind of the detect part and in order for any company or even for us to do that well you have to have um, a a lot of experience. I, I honestly believe experience is extremely key within that field of, of successful detection, as well a lot of kind of knowledge behind what we're seeing with data. Because a lot of the time when we're doing these surveys, what we're essentially doing is collecting some form of data. So interpretation from that data is extremely important because the detection of the problem is extremely important to be able to go into the next stage of the free cycle um, stages that we've kind of set out here. So to be able to solve solve the issue or problem, you need to make sure that the data is good and it has to be reliable. And we need to understand exactly what we're seeing. So 
We all know within vibration analysis, if you're testing certain assets or certain parameters, we know whether we get a high overall reading, for example, and, and we'll be able to trigger that alarm. And what we may be able to find with that is as an example of something that potentially is wrong or there's a problem or there's been a rate of change between one reading before and a reading now. So that's the first indicator state that there's something up there's something wrong or there's something that we need to look at so from that information then we need to dig deeper into more analysis and this is the important part of the detect part because what we now need to do is be able to be very sure about exactly what the problem is so this is where really you know the vibration analysis le level three technicians come in in terms of the that understanding and as well as something that is extremely important for me to be able to teach my guys um, you know, especially the VA part, because I think that's probably my strongest area in terms of the condition monitoring, um, is, is really what to look for. And how we do that is by A, understanding exactly the parameters we're looking at and B, understanding, you know, the frequency ranges and what we actually trying to see from the problems and the frequencies of interest within our spectrums and what does it represent and what does it show. So when we really get a pinpoint idea and understanding of exactly what's wrong, this is where the solve part can be extremely effective because now we know what we're kind of looking at we can now come up with better ideas or better ways of doing things to be able to solve the problem. And once we've come up with these ideas, the solve part is more of a thinking part. It's more of a part where we have to have a look at the data that we've presented and how we're going to try to make this solution from that data from the problem. So say, for example, you had an issue with belts, for example, right? we found extremely high readings in the horizontal direction or actual direction. This is going to give us um, information. So obviously when we're testing this fan, say for example, it's a mower belt driven to a couple of fan, fan um, bearings, an overhung fan. When we're testing in three directions across the belts, if we get in high actual vibration, it could point towards poor belt misalignment. And the way that we understand and differentiate that would be understanding what the highest vibration is in each plane. And then one looking at that, we'll then have a look in the spectrum and have a look at what frequencies at play and how we can deduce that. And once we got that information, then we can come up with a solution to say, right, you guys need to align your belts better, right? So the last part of it is improve. So obviously it goes detect, solve, improve. And the improve part is where we're now trying to basically come in and say, right, your belts you know, are showing signs of poor alignment, could be offset, could be parallel. But what we're going to do is come in and we're going to align them so they're better. And as well from that, what we're going to do is test after we've put it right and give you that difference in data and prove to you that what we've done has made an effect and then put that into a case study and then move forward with it. And from them readings as well, have a look at every single application that's similar on site to that and to see if we're seeing the same thing because generally what you'll find with a lot of reliability is that if it's happening somewhere across the plant it's going to be happening somewhere else um and it's it's you know very common that that is the case and that happens so we then have a look at other applications other areas within the plant where we can improve and that is the part that i believe is going to improve that reliability network and and improve that reliability on site because until we start looking at it in this kind of free way or free step process we're never really going to get to the end goal and you know essentially we can get to the end goal by just detecting and giving the the solve part to the customer to do themselves 
But the fact is, if we can control that that part in terms of the improved bit, where we can come and do it, A, we'll have a lot of experience in doing these things. Because um, I think, you know, for me, this is where we started. You know, this is where we started the journey, you know, in the workshop, you know, on site, change of bearings. And as well, even even back back in the day, you know, we was taught the, the, the sheer importance of getting things right, especially cleanly envi- clean environments in terms of installation of bearings using the right equipment like bearing heaters making sure that bearing is going on extremely in a precision manner it's, it's huge it's massive i mean misfitting of bearings is something that is happening across the industry right and you know the thing is as well what, we, what we're here to do is to be able to take control of that so when we can take the data afterwards we can prove that we've done a good job and we've been there doing that. And as well, from that, we know then from that point on, moving forward, once we've taken that data and we've seen the improvement within that information, we know that reliability for that machine has improved. And these are the metrics that we're really trying to push and measure now. So this whole three-step process for us is about understanding how can we cut, go from the first initial stage of where we were first detecting the problems how can we solve them with our knowledge and you know our experience and how can we improve it by actually coming and doing the job so for us to be able to do that effectively right you know the business has to change in in a way as well because obviously initially a lot of the guys that we've got coming on now are you know and even even Sam that's come on now you know are used to going out and just taking data and collecting and then kind of giving the reports and detecting these issues and problems so now within the reports we're now going to the next stage of actually saying right this is how we should be solving it and then we're saying right this is how we can support you guys in terms of that improved part and you know whether it's a customer that they do their own remedial work on site as long as we get to the end goal that is the main thing. But what, what we're conscious of as well is that, you know, ever since COVID happened, I feel the industry changed massively for us. I mean, it felt a lot different, you know, going back into work from COVID, from lockdown, because I felt like a lot of companies took reliability a lot more seriously. And as well, I, I, I do feel like there's been quite a few cuts in terms of budgets as well. And, you know, even manpower seemed to have kind of come... I don't know how to explain it really. Manpower is definitely reduced to a degree, not everywhere, but certain sites that we've been to. And that as well is obviously for us is, has been quite helpful to a degree because when you do that, you have to then focus on the areas you need to focus on. And that's what makes us a little bit more value in that detect manner. But as well as a double-edged sword, because the more that we do that and we come in, the more problems we're going to find. So what we don't want to do is keep adding all of these problems to the plate and then just be a problem giver. You know what I mean? Even though these problems are extremely important, but what we don't want to do is overwhelm the customer with so much actions to be taken. So this is where our severity ratings as well come into play. And it's very important that we try to be able to prioritize the work. So we are, we get in through the most critical things that potentially are going to really hurt the customer or hurt environment or hurt health and safety or hurt production first initially and go through that severity status but as well with that what we're trying to do in terms of this three-part model and this three-stage model is actually start to say guys this problem this problem this problem we can do that we can fix them issues all you need to say to us is give us a time frame when we can do it and um, what we can do is we can start to solve these issues and problems as well as on uh, on-site model. So whether that be like, for example, laser alignment, because we find poor alignment, whether that be a bearing change uh, on-site, 
Um, you know, we've been changing bearings up to 300 kilowatt, you know, no problem, you know, in, in a great way. And that for me is incredibly fun. I enjoy that work, but as well, um, we do it in such a way that is beyond kind of just the fitter way. It's kind of the reliable way. That's how I like to put it, you know, making sure that everything is kind of done in this kind of almost like military operation. So, you know, we can make sure that when that has been done or these bearings have been replaced, that we get a maximum output out of that machine after we've done it. But as well, what we have done after that, say, for example, it's a straight coupled machine. Say, for example, it is a belt driven machine is that we've aligned these belts or aligned the coupling um to a precision manner and as well we can take data on that so whether that be with a with a proof technique opto line for the belts or whether that be with the proof technique um you know shaft line as well for coupling you know it's there's you know whatever that we're doing what we're doing is using our equipment to be able to do it in a precision manner and actually not and actually as well you know log that take that information down in terms of what it is and obviously make a log of that in terms of what we've done. So we can try to measure that reliability output from doing them actions afterwards, you know, uh, and that's what we're trying to kind of go for. So you'll see the new slogan, you'll see it probably on the vans as well. And this was like, you know, a bit of a, just an idea that kind of hit me this week, really. Do you know what I mean? I thought, how can we kind of, dis- how can we discuss and describe what we're trying to do? an extremely short manner but as well as very effective and very to the point about what we're trying to achieve you know so detect solve improve is our new kind of slogan and obviously maintain reliability is a new name and um i just want to thank everyone as well that has you know come on this journey uh you know especially to start this year we've got a new quite a lot of new followers as well from this as well and it's been really it's going to be it's been really fun for me i'm not going to lie to be able to um just you know get involved with training and you know with the guys this week i mean i think you guys probably seen a picture on linkedin with us all around the table and for me this is a bit surreal because i have to pinch myself sometimes because i'm genuinely i'm so grateful for the position that i'm in now because i wake up every morning with just this this beautiful passion inside my heart to be able to go out there and you know provide a great working place for all the people that come on to maintain but as well provide this new kind of ethos and philosophy about how we're going to approach reliability and and really try to kind of break the mold from what has been done previously as well and as well you know even with these these podcasts and we're now looking at doing some youtube videos and stuff like that i really want to interact and i think one of my goals i think you know long-term goals as well and this is not necessarily a kind of a maintained business goal but for me it was about how can i kind of put my passion out there to be able to get across to as many people as possible and build a more of a, a close closer community around reliability and how can I share as much knowledge as mine as possible and share ideas and as well how much can I learn from this experience by going out there and speaking to professionals as well so you know it's going to be really fun for me to go out there and actually go um, speak with a few guests and get a few people on the podcast as well because I think for me that's really important to be able to just to be in the same energy of people that have been doing this probably longer than I've been alive you know so for me there's a there's a great deal of humbleness and open-mindedness to be able to learn more but at the same time as well whatever I do seem to be able to pick up within this space in terms of experience and life I really want to be able to share with everybody else if you know what I mean so I hope that explanation of you know the detect solve improve model makes sense to you guys 
Uh, and you know what we're doing is obviously building a, a bigger team to be able to service this as well. And obviously with that, you know, we're doing uh, Merc repairs up to 15 kilowatt as well. We have a, you know, you know, a, a great agreement um, as well, potentially with a, a gearbox company, which we'll talk a bit more about when that gets official. But as well, this is this is where we can start to open up now in terms of being able to offer more for our existing customers. But as well, what we can do is almost back it up with the data that we've got. Because obviously, when you know, when when anything gets sent for repair and it comes back, it's not always it's not always in the best condition. You know, and we have found things that have been sent away for repair that we've called. And when we've gone to test it again, we've actually found them sometimes worse than what we what we found it in. And, you know, these mistakes happen in the, the day, you know, and, you know, no one's perfect. You know, we get that. And I think the idea for us is just to make sure that, you know, the customer's not left in that position where something does fail um, when it shouldn't be, you know. And this this is what it's about. It's about learning. It's about understanding what went wrong and how what what did go wrong. Not pointing the finger at anyone, but just saying, like, how can we improve that for the future? And I think we're we're really conscious and mindful of that as well. Whenever you know, for example, we may we may make a make a wrong call, for example, and like we're not by all means. I'm not saying that even what we do is is the best and the most perfect. We're learning. We're we're trying to give our our best opinion along the way in terms of what we see and what we find, and we're getting there, you know. And it's a beautiful journey for us to be on as well in terms of that learning curve because you know I'm 32, and you know. It seems like I've been doing this forever, but when you kind of speak to some people that have been doing it longer than you've been here, it then starts to put into perspective kind of like, oh, wow, there's there's another level to this, which is which is great because as well, it, na- it enables us to know that there's a lot more to learn. So on a learning point of view, this is where it becomes extremely valuable. And I think when you are passionate about something, you will learn as you'll you'll learn as much as possible about the subject at hand, which kind of brings me on to the next kind of thing we're going to talk about within this. And that is the training part of it. And, you know, you'll see a post that goes out actually today, uh, this morning, it will be, um, about us becoming an approved um, training centre for the Mobius Institute. And that, for me, has been a dream for a long time. And, you know, just for me to be able to teach people. I mean, I think you'll probably hear from the podcast that the passion kind of over exceeds. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying uh, in this because I kind of jump on here and I kind of just let it flow. But I think for me to be able to, to train as well is just it's just going to be incredible and you know i've got other ideas as well with it in terms of how how we can make it slightly different how can we make it more interactive you know i I feel a lot of the courses that i've been on in the past they've been great and obviously i've passed them but it's very heavily densely theory based and as much as important as that is there still needs to be an element of kind of practicality within that because that's where you kind of learn and obviously you know, it is difficult sometimes because as well, sometimes you've only got a week to be able to complete a course. And obviously for the instructor, it can be difficult because obviously there's a lot of information to cram in within that week. So there's a lot to go over. There's a lot to remember. And, you know, essentially to get someone through a course, they've got to be able to kind of regurgitate all of this information that you've kind of, you know, quickly tried to shove into their brain for the last week. And I'll be honest, it's not, it's not the best way to learn in terms of just shoving that information within a week, but it's the most practical way within our industry because there's no other way to do it. Do you know what I mean? These crash courses, a bit, it's a bit like kind of, you know, a driving crash course. You, you start learning after you've done the course. You've got all the fundamental basics and everything kind of in your brain. You've got a great foundation to propel yourself from. So this is what kind of these courses are, I, I believe. It's kind of a great 
great place from that stage of doing that and completing that course is to propel yourself into the experience part and really get involved. But what we want to do is to be able to almost after that is kind of, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to try to follow everyone that kind of gets onto these courses and just make sure that, you know, the journey that goes from that point in time is kind of captured and we're there to be able to support that. I don't know what that looks like yet, but it's obviously something in my mind that I feel is very important to be able to give that almost like mentorship afterwards. Uh, And as well, that's, you know, something else that we're looking to do in terms of what we're trying to access well not access but provide you know more training material is that our online model is going to look a little bit different when the website drops so the website is is extremely exciting as well the website is dropping literally within the next couple of weeks and within that website what we're going to have is something called the maintain training academy and within that training academy we're going to actually start setting up some short online courses and stuff like that and you know information stuff and a lot of videos as well about kind of how to you know do things like you know the loop factor is another article that you know is coming out very soon is something that is a reading that i've basically you know made with echo ms software that allows us to be able to detect poor lube extremely well extremely effectively and as, as well it enables us to be able to lube that machine by you know in live mode right by the machine there and then and understand whether that has been lubricated sufficiently. And, and that is a massive win for reliability for us. So that, that article will be out real soon. And we're going to share exactly how we did it with our settings. We've got nothing to hide here. Well, you know, we want to be part of this training academy. So with that being said, when whenever we do learn something that has value to the industry, we're not going to be able to kind of keep it a secret or keep it away. We want to be able to share this stuff. And this is the thing as well about not being in a competitive mindset, which I think is extremely important if you're becoming a training academy as well, as well as providing the service, is that, you know, information that, you know, that that we make or, or readings or settings that we may create, do you know what I mean? We cannot be competitive in the sense to think, oh, if a competitor gets it and then they can use it. And do you know what? If they do, and adding value, then that add value to the end goal as well. And and getting out of that competitive mindset can be very difficult, I feel, for any industry, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's not one that we're looking to be... Like, I've never really been involved in that, if I'm honest. I've kind of always tried to kind of focus on what we're doing as a business and how we can drive and add value. Um, and the problem is, I think, you know, some companies can can get into a really vicious trap about thinking about what other companies are doing and focusing on what they're doing um end of the day if you're if you've got a vision you're passionate about what you do and you've got ways to be able to add value to the industry that you're in you shouldn't have to worry about any what anyone else is doing and just double down on what you're doing because that's what we're going to do in terms of especially the training as well because now we're going to be able to offer this training you know we have to step up you know what we give in terms of value outside of the training courses as well and that's where the maintain training academy comes in where we can start to add more value and whether that be with outlets like youtube and video whether that be at you know in little online courses that we can give whether that be on little short linkedin videos right we've got to be able to provide that value in a way and really try to extend what we kind of have learned so other people can kind of use it and use them tools in Arsenal as well to go out there and provide value to the customer as well. So, you know, especially on the vibration analysis point of view, because I kind of feel that's where my my core passions are. So in terms of training, we will be offering uh, vibration analysis level one to level three. Um, I've recently, uh, last year, uh, acquired my level three training. 
which was, you know, extremely fun. Um, I got an incredible pass mark on that. I, I was quite surprised. I got a 94% pass mark on the on the level three. And do you know what? I think I think I literally struggled more on level two, like a few years back. But I don't know whether it's because I kind of started the business. And now, I don't know, when you're on your own, you have to kind of put yourself in a position where you know more. Um, but as well, that, that excites, excites me a lot that we're going to be able to offer them. And as well, just keep your ears peeled because within the website launch, which I promised you guys, like I haven't got exact date yet because we're still getting things together, but it's so nearly ready. But b- before the end of the month, we will have dropped the website and that will have all of the dates for this year's training courses on. So it's been, uh, a bit hectic for us at maintain. I'm not going to lie. It has been hectic because obviously, um, before, you know, to start the new year, James wasn't on, Judith wasn't on as well. So Judith coming on is going to help us massively on the admin point of view to be able to organize stuff so we can go out and do and provide these training courses. So I apologize if these announcements are kind of coming late, but they've kind of come out at the point of time where they're possible, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, and, you know, running the small kind of operation is never easy because, you know, you have to kind of pick up in places where, you know, other companies have, you know, select people to be able to drive them roles and them positions, you know, whereas you're kind of as a, as a, shall we say, I wouldn't say startup anymore. We're definitely established, but still as a small business, we're still trying to get that over that kind of hump. But we get in there and, and you know, the, the more we go and the more guys we bring on and the more kind of training that we give these guys and the more we can leave them to their devices, the easier it is for us to be able to make the moves into other areas within the business, like the training, the training academy, trying to get a forum together as well. And these things for me are vitally important because they're still goals of mine within what we're doing. Um, but obviously, you know, the the whole name change and the whole kind of brand, not brand change, but the whole kind of ethos change in terms of the way we're approaching it, um, I feel is extremely exciting because now what we're going to be able to do is offer a lot more than just a detection. And this is a bit of a problem as well, I feel, for a lot of the condition monitoring companies that are currently out there is that it is we are the problem givers. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, not him again. He's going to come and give me bad news. He's like the reporters of bad news. So wouldn't it be great if we could be able to say, look, we have got some bad news, right? It'll be worse news if you wouldn't to be able to deal with this issue or problem soon because it will become worse and the worse a problem. But we kind of know exactly why we're seeing this and why it's happening, right? Which is a solve bit. But as well, what we can do is do this to be able to solve it for you, right? Obviously, it's going to cost. <laughs> you know, nothing is free. But within that cycle, you've got the detection, you've got the solution, and you've got the improvement. And that's something that we're going to be able to we're going to be able to implement. You know, obviously, it goes so far. There's some things that we potentially couldn't do, depending on size of motor or size of problem. But if it's not us that can't do it, we know people that can. So regardless of what the outcome could can be, we can be able to drive that for you. So um, detect, solve, improve, guys. That is the new slogan. Um, and yeah, I, I hope you I hope you like it because I think I'm 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 massively excited about this um, as well. And guys, I had to touch a little bit on the training as well. I don't want to give too much away at the minute because we've got a few things that I I need to announce, but there's a few things we need to confirm before we do it. So I don't like to overshoot the gun. Um, But guys, I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's just more elaboration on on the kind of hunch I had this week. And I had to just tell people about it. I kind of get this exciting 
um, you know, hunch sometimes. And it's just like, ah, oh, great idea. And I need to implement this and I need to get it going and get it moving. And, you know, all the guys I've spoken to this weekend are fully on board with it. And they're ex- extremely excited as well. Um, and guys, you know, just keep your eyes out as well this week. We've got more announcements dropping. We're going to keep dropping them out, dropping them out. And um, yeah, really excited to be able to move forward. What we are going to do from next week, I'm going to put a poll out on LinkedIn this week about some subjects that I want you guys to to let us know what you want us to talk about and discuss. Um, and if you and if anyone out there wants to be on this podcast, give me a shout. Right, I really want to talk to some reliability guys. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter if you're a reliability guy um, for a company, and you know it doesn't matter even if you're you're on the tools there doing actually in the field, boots on the ground. We love that. You know, if you're engineer manager, anything, anything, we really want to hear from you guys. So um, shoot me a message if you wanna if you wanna jump on. Um, I'm, I'd be more than happy to accommodate you. I've, I, it excites me. So, guys, we're gonna wrap up uh, at this point now. So, you know, thank you for all your support this week. Thank you for everything. And as well, the, when the poll goes out, please get involved with the poll. Let us know what you want to, what you want to kind of us to talk about and talk and chat about. We'll give a few options that we're kind of been tinkering. Will will be back from next week as well. Um, we were supposed to record one this Friday. Unfortunately, you know, we had a meeting and it just kind of overrun. So, just me again, but still. Um, very, very, very good podcast in terms of what we're trying to do and what we envision. And guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your energy. Um, we out.